Listen, there's a great work to be done. As soon as you win this court battle, you must deliver this message. Take advantage of this opportunity and declare a powerful message to this world. He expects more of us. He believes we can do more. Who's going to stop Christ? Who's going to stop Christ from getting this work done? This is Behind the Work. Welcome to Behind the Work. I'm Grant Turgeon. Supporters of God's work today, done by the Philadelphia Church of God, probably know a lot about Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs was the founder of Apple. PCG Pastor General Gerald Flurry has spoken about him quite a lot. And he was someone who was determined to make a mark on the world to make a dent in the universe. I'm just going to start the show today by playing a clip from Steve Jobs. It's just about a minute and a half long. And it's from a very long time ago, decades and decades ago. Uh, But just notice what he says here. The thing I would say is, When you grow up, you tend to get told that the world is the way it is and your your life is just to live your life inside the world. Try not to bash into the walls too much. Uh, uh, Try to have a nice family life. uh, Have fun. Save a little money. Um, But life, that's a very limited life. Life can be much broader once you discover one simple fact, and that is everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you. And you can change it. You can influence it. You can you can build your own things that other people can use. And the minute that you understand that you can poke life and actually something will, you know, if you push in, something will pop out the other side. You can you can change it. You can mold it. Um, that's maybe the most important thing is to shake off this uh, this uh, erroneous notion that life is is there and you're just going to live in it versus embrace it change it improve it make your mark upon it um i i think that's very important and however you learn that once you learn it uh you'll want to change life and make it better because it's kind of messed up in a lot of ways um once you learn that you'll never be the same again that was apple founder steve jobs He did go on to produce some of the most brilliant, innovative technology in human history. Just enhance the way that people are able to communicate with his Apple products. And really, he was someone who accomplished so much because of his ability to focus in an article titled the ultimate success focus mr flurry wrote about steve jobs and his ability to focus 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 apple was on the verge of diving into dozens of dis- different categories of technology And Steve Jobs made sure they focused on just four. 
They had their four quadrants, one desktop and one portable device for the consumer and one desktop and one portable device for the professional. So just four total. This was the result of the, the innovative genius of of Steve Jobs. There's plenty of companies out there that sell just about everything. But there's not too many like Apple that are focused. Mr. Flurry writes here, we must develop this ability. Focus is a dynamic power. It is a foundational principle of success. But the big question you have to ask is, where do you focus? In order to truly benefit from this quality, you need the ultimate success focus. We probably know, every single one of us, we all know how hard it is to focus. It seems like the whole world today is built to tear us away from focus, to distract us nonstop, to cause us to lose focus, to wear down our attention span. And it's tragic. Focus is a lost art. But as supporters of God's work, we have to know how to focus and where to focus in order to be as effective as possible and to make as big of an impact on the world as possible. Mr. Flurry also wrote about focus and concentration in his free booklet, How to Be an Overcomer. And in the chapter about the science of spiritual warfare in this booklet, he writes about how we need maximum concentration. He wrote about the example of the military general Napoleon. He was someone who was a devourer of books. Now he could, he could study and think deeply and analyze deeply for a long time without fatigue. Hours and hours of study and thought focused on just one subject. Oftentimes, Napoleon was focused on one enemy and learning everything possible about that enemy so he could defeat him. Now, Mr. Flurry writes about this maximum concentration here in the How to Be an Overcomer booklet. You can get a free copy at thetrumpet.com. Can you do that? You must have deep thought, deep analysis, and long periods of concentration without fatigue in order to understand the enemy. Some of us have health problems that prevent intense concentration, but if you are fatigued, ask yourself why. 
Is it because you are losing battles? Is it because you're not fighting with a system? What is the reason? Do you have trouble staying alert? Can you concentrate on subjects for a long time without fatigue? And Mr. Flurry goes on to explain that we all have the power to do this. We all have the power in every aspect of life to focus for a long time without fatigue. Especially when we turn to God for that help that we need. Now we have to be able to focus on doing God's work, on obeying God, on following God, on building our families, on building God's character or letting him build that character in us. So many important things to focus on every single day. So how do we actually do it? And what should we focus on? Mr. Flurry writes about sometimes when we get fatigued too easily, it's probably because we need to get in better physical and mental shape and even spiritual shape. Spiritual warfare really is a science. It's a, it's a battle. It's a struggle to do God's work. And we need to be able to focus if we're going to prevail. There's a helpful chapter in the Bible about focus. Matthew chapter 6. And I'll just start here uh, in verse 22. Matthew 6 verse 22. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye be single, your whole body shall be full of light. That's Matthew 6, verse 22. Mr. Flurry gives a definition of focus in this article, The Ultimate Success Focus. He says the word focus can refer to adjusting the lens of an eye or camera to produce a clear image. Figuratively, it means concentrating, fixating intensely on one subject. When something is in focus, it is clear and sharply defined. Out of focus means blurred and not sharply defined. So this verse, Matthew 6, verse 22, is talking about Sharply defining one single focus. Like I said, there are plenty of things in life, plenty of aspects of life that we have to focus on. And yet there is an ultimate success focus. There has to be one focus above all else. And that's what determines how we focus on all those other things too. Notice here, even, even before that verse, Matthew 6, starting in verse 19, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust does corrupt and where thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven 
where neither moth nor rust does corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal for where your treasure is there will your heart be also so our focus must be on things above we must set our affection on things above and here at the bottom of the chapter at the end of the chapter matthew 6 verse 33 but seek you first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you all these physical things these pleasures and desires will be added to us but we have to seek god's kingdom first and god's work today declares that kingdom we tell people of a kingdom where the rulers will actually care about the subjects where the rulers will actually do what's best for the people the rulers in the kingdom of God will bring peace to all mankind. World peace at last. And that's something we must focus on in these chaotic times where war is everywhere, violence and unspeakable tragedies. We have to be focused on the kingdom of God first. Now, like I said, that is the ultimate success focus that Mr. Fleury was writing about in this article. Focusing first on the kingdom of God, and yet there are so many other important parts of life that we also must be able to focus on one at a time, really, so that we can achieve that goal of entering God's kingdom one day. So many other things to focus on. Now, Mr. Fleury made a great point in that booklet, How to Be an Overcomer, how difficult it really is to focus and how tiring it can be when we know we have big responsibilities piling up it's so easy to just say, okay, I have two options. I can attack this pile of responsibilities right now, or I can procrastinate. I can find something to distract me and take my mind off of those hard responsibilities. And yet there is a third option and it's actually the best option. It's to simply pause and to turn to God for help. How easy it is to forget that there is a third option. We often try to do it ourselves or put it off rather than turning to God first, and then he'll help us with everything we have to get done. But in this age, <laughs> it is so it's also so easy to get tired when it's time to focus when we know we have something important to do i've experienced that 
If I have something difficult to do, a challenging task, thinking about it sometimes makes me tired, even if I shouldn't be, even if I got plenty of sleep. But then there are other things, leisure and entertainment, where maybe I should be tired physically because I didn't get enough sleep. And yet I'm not tired because that thing is more exciting to me for whatever reason. That's probably relatable to to many of us. We can all say that that's probably happened to us before. Selective tiredness. Tiredness when it comes to doing the hard things but not when it comes to things we actually really naturally enjoy. And so really, it does come down to this ultimate focus. If we are enthralled by the vision of the kingdom of God, if God's truth, his way of life fills our minds, if that is what we make to be the most exciting to us, then we won't get tired when we think about hard things to do because God will be helping us. We'll be excited about the the right things, the important things, and we'll be getting God's help first to help us accomplish those hard things. But that is obviously really difficult. It does take a transformation of mind to actually prioritize God's kingdom That's not what we naturally put first. But God promises to us, if we seek his kingdom first, every other blessing will be added to us. And yet, if we go pleasure-seeking first, those blessings will be taken away. That's how it works. Now, here in... uh, Another excellent article titled Go on the Offensive. Mr. Brad McDonald wrote about one of the great Union war generals, William Tecumseh Sherman. Sherman fought during the Civil War, the war that almost tore the United States of America apart. He commanded 62,000 men and he was focused on speed and destruction. He wanted to go from Atlanta, Georgia all the way to the capital of Georgia. He wanted to blaze a path straight through to Savannah. And this this focus of going from Atlanta to Savannah with maximum speed and destruction actually helped to end the Civil War faster. And he was so focused on this goal that when slaves when black slaves were trying to join with his army he didn't allow it 
because it would have slowed down the army. Now, he had to think big. He had to really see the big picture. Obviously, he was fighting on the Union side. He wanted to free the slaves. But the slaves joining with his army would have slowed them down. And then it would have been easier for the Confederates to defeat them and catch up to them and stop them. William Tecumseh Sherman was focused entirely on ending the Civil War as fast as possible, blazing a path of destruction straight to the coast of Georgia and crippling the Confederacy as fast as he possibly could. And he knew that in the end, those slaves who were trying to run away and join with his army and tag along, they'd be freed anyway if he accomplished his objective. And so he had to focus. And he was thorough about this, destroying everything. I actually gave a sermonette about this subject years ago. It really is inspiring. And it just shows what can be done when we focus. So much can be accomplished if we have the right focus on the kingdom of God. And then we let that stir up everything else and affect everything else in our lives. Focusing on conquering our human nature and driving out the devil from our lives, focusing on conquering certain sins, focusing on developing new talents and abilities that can be used to build and do God's work that can be used to encourage and uplift others. Focusing on raising up strong families God's work is all about family. Family is really the core building block of the kingdom of God. Families will be intact and strong in the future, in the kingdom of God. And we can make sure our families are that way today. And sometimes we have to focus really hard to raise children God's way, to conduct, to conduct our marriages God's way. It takes focus to fulfill our roles and to do what's right instead of what's easy. Back in this article from Mr. Flurry, The Ultimate Success Focus, He talks about how Steve Jobs got kicked out of his own company. Imagine that, pouring your whole life and all your focus, all your passion into making your mark on the world, on bringing technology into people's lives that really is revolutionary. Now, of course, there's a really... There are plenty of wrong uses of technology too, but so much of God's work today operates based on technology. Even some of the technology 
invented by Steve Jobs. But imagine having your company taken away from you. (laughs) There was a board of directors at Apple (laughs) once it got big enough that actually had the authority to kick him out. He had a disagreement with someone. The board of directors sided with the other guy and Steve Jobs was out. And yet he actually just wouldn't give it up. He wouldn't give up his life's passion. Even though he was kicked out of his company at age 30, he said, I really didn't know what to do for a few months. I was a very public failure and I even thought about running away from the valley, but something slowly began to dawn on me. I still loved what I did. The turn of events at Apple had not changed that one bit. I had been rejected, but I was still in love. And so I decided to start over. Now that can help us a lot as well. If we are focused on the kingdom of God, if we're focused on a better future, if we're focused on God first, then even when we fail, We can rebuild. We can start over. If we truly love God, we can get back up when we fall down. Steve Jobs said, don't lose faith. He said, find what you love. Keep looking until you find it. Don't settle. Now, this is the thing to love. God's work. God himself That's what to love. We have found it. And now it's just up to us to focus on it and let that focus change our lives. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Behind the Work. You've been listening to Behind the Work. Email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for a new episode each Monday at 12 p.m. Central Time.